This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Mo Samson Folk, and you're joining me after the Raptors' mammoth victory over the Brooklyn Nets in which they clinched their first-round series, the first sweep in franchise history. Well, on their behalf, anyway. They've been swept before, but only good times are spoken about now. They sweep the Brooklyn Nets for the first time in franchise history, 150-122 to in a game where... The Raptors bench scored 100 points. It's insanity. The game kind of, you know, it lost some of its intensity in the second half there. And in the first half, Serge Ibaka and Norm Powell were doing awesome stuff off the bench. Really, really potent offensively. But 100 points off the bench? Are you insane? That's, I've never even heard of that before. It's an absolutely gobsmacking number. But... Yes, the Raptors, they are en route to a second-round series against the the enemy of the past however many years, despite never playing them in the playoffs, the Boston Celtics. So, let's walk through the game together. So, as they have been wont to do in this series so far, the Nets came out punching super hard. Karis LeVert has been sharp at the start of every single game has gotten the Nets out to early leads in almost every game, I think three of the four, and, you know, playing fantastically, getting to the middle of the court, making those great passes that we've seen him make in this series, making those little pop shots, floaters, and mid-range jumpers that we know and have come to expect from him. Their guards accounting for 22 of their first 25 points, and Karis LeVert also hitting some catch-and-shoot and spot-up triples. It was It was a nice performance from him initially, But the Raptors seemingly, you know, playing just their regular game. The Nets looking like they're a house on fire. Like they're really shooting the ball well, but still barely ahead of the Raptors to this point. Marcus all making threes early. The Raptors pushing the ball when they need to, slowing it down when they have to. And still, you know, plugging along, doing their thing. Down by two, three points here and there. And pacing well with the Nets, despite the Nets playing extremely well. So we're looking at a team that it looks like they've kept giving their best punch and it just it really isn't enough to get over the hump with the Raptors. The Raptors looking like the much more accomplished team, looking like they're very ready to put the Nets away. Fred Van Vliet had three early fouls, so he left the game and the worst part of this game by far, especially in a game where the Raptors 
clinch a sweep for the first time in franchise history, score 150 points, and score 100 off the bench. Kyle Lowry injured his ankle, left the game, and presumably left the building to go get an MRI or x-rays or some sort of testing done to see if it was sprained, fractured, whatever happened to his ankle after stepping on Chris Chioza, after Chioza stepped in front of him in transition, stepping on his ankle, rolling it, turning it, whatever type of verbiage you want to use for what happened. That's what happened to him. And yeah, he left the game Fred with three early fouls. So we saw a lot of point Pascal, which I thought was awesome. I thought that his decision making was really sharp in this one. That was one of my favorite parts of this game. Obviously, the bench going mad, absolute mad lads on the bench scoring buckets was great. But Pascal making decisions, manipulating his matchups, his advantages, either as a playmaker or as a post scorer, I think really, really impressive. He even had a nice mid-range jumper over Jared Allen after kind of breaking him down in the triple threat. Lots of stuff to like, and one of my favorite games I've seen from Pascal recently. He was everywhere on defense, too. Super easy game to like from him. Very, very enjoyable stuff. But also, Terrence Davis coming in, punching in a three-pointer, getting a massive poster, like a massive poster. Huge dunk, similar to the one he had against the Golden State Warriors, like almost frame for frame, a very similar dunk. And so super fun to watch as well. As I said, Serge and Norm were fantastic as scorers, as defenders, basically everything that they did. The Nets, after that initial punch, and just being so thin, like a lot of the guys that they have on the end of their bench typically would be in the G League. They typically wouldn't be on an NBA roster, let alone a playoff roster, but they were debilitated by injury prior to the postseason. Obviously, Kevin Durant didn't play for them at all this year, and he's a game changer. Kyrie as well. Spencer Dinwiddie out. DeAndre Jordan out. More players on top of that. Just they're so thin, and they play not great players at the end of their bench. So despite Garrett Temple, you know, having a decent year, despite Karis LeVert having an awesome series for himself, despite Jared Allen, I think, really making the case that he should be lapping DeAndre Jordan, that DeAndre Jordan should not be the starting center next year. I, I know he's buddies with KD. I know he's buddies with Kyrie, but Jared Allen is a superior player. Despite those guys having good series, they just they didn't have it in them. So the Raptors steamrolled them. And I mean, oh my God, absolutely steamrolled them. Norm found his way into every conceivable seam on the court. If he got a switch against Jared Allen, he just took a jumper off the dribble and cashed most of them. If he was on a smaller guy, he just used his weight to kind of muscle through for like a cut to the bucket. And then also, against a moving defense, Norm is rapid. He's a super pacey player, so he punched the gap, and he gets to the rim, and he throws dunks down. And that's either as a cutter, or once he gets the ball, and he can can put it on the floor. He was unstoppable in this game. The Nets bench, and the Nets starters, quite frankly, had they were not well equipped to deal with him and they haven't been since his excellent game two he's been really really fantastic and Serge Ibaka is the same thing Serge Ibaka in last playoffs punching up against all-star forwards and centers playing them to a draw in a lot of the games and despite Gasol being the one of the biggest reasons the Raptors won the chip he was great but Serge was almost as important his offense off of the bench especially in the finals 
unbelievably good. And in this game, unbelievably good. He had like 27 and 15 or 29 and 15. I can't remember. In like 19 minutes. Are you insane? That's nuts. That is an absolutely unhinged performance. The Nets had no recourse to deal with him. He was unstoppable. So even though Lowry left the game, even though Fred only played seven minutes in the first half, the Raptors just plugged along. They didn't really care. They're such a deep team. They have so many impressive players. Like Serge and Norms would start on a lot of teams in the NBA. And they come off the bench for the Raptors. And they just kept dominating them. They scored 78 points, or sorry, 77 points in the first half. And it was like, oh my God, that's a really high scoring first half. Just for them to to score almost as many in the second half, like it didn't slow down. It continued. That was nuts. They, and largely because the Nets, A, completely, they, they forgot how to defend. Or they just completely lost the will to defend. They folded the tent and said, if we're winning this game, we're doing with this crazy offense where we're just letting it fly from deep. And they kept letting it fly. They pounded away, and that meant long rebounds. That meant a lot of transition opportunities for the Raptors. And that meant that they can leak out for three-pointers. It mean that they got to the rim, and they just completely dominated the Nets through and through. And the second half, I mean, there's not even much to talk about. The Raptors starters played for a little bit, but then it was like 12, well, maybe even longer, like... 14 minutes of garbage time in this game and in that garbage time we saw Matt Thomas finally find some space to hit jumpers he's maybe the biggest proponent of the the banked in jumper from around the elbow area as Tim Duncan he's carried the torch from number 21 from the Spurs it's like kind of a cool thing I like about his game you can see he's got that little leaning jumper when he curls off of the pin down instead of flaring out and he shoots a really high percentage on those I'm pretty sure he was five of six in this game He found the room down the stretch, even though he had, you know, he had minutes outside of garbage time in the, let's say, quote unquote, competitive time or not garbage time. I don't know what the antithesis of garbage is. Okay, sorry. But he was playing then and his defense was perfectly fine. He justified his time on the floor as, you know, a guy who spaces the floor out without even having to shoot and putting a little bit of pressure on the back end of the defense just in case they Maybe you want to tag the role man and they have to think, well, Matt Thomas is behind me, so I have to stay at home. He did his thing, but he, he kind of got off towards the end of the game, and that was awesome to see. Paul Watson Jr. had a dunk. Chris Boucher got up and down the floor, although maybe like a little bit of a disappointing series for him because it seemed like there might have been an opportunity for him to have a rim-running game, and that just didn't happen. So, you know, maybe he'll find some time in the Celtics game, or series, I should say, but hey, man, I guess we'll see. And also Stanley Johnson came in, ran some sets for the Raptors, collected some assists, hit a catch-and-shoot triple, hit an absolutely unconscious pull-up triple that just looked awesome, and looks like it looks like he might be a really, really big mental player that he needed to get over that mental block that he had for the whole season. And I feel bad for him because he has looked much improved. And I know he played in garbage time, and he's been playing in garbage time, but it just felt like... When he hit that game winner, when he had good plays that were being made against the 76ers in the seeding games, something was lifted from his shoulders, and his minutes have been so much better because for such a long time this season, he was coming in, and it would be like 0 for 4 from the field, like two turnovers, one assist, like two rebounds in like eight or nine minutes. 
And that happened in a bunch of games, and he would miss layups. He would miss, like, every three that came his way, and it just was really tough for him. So I'm so happy to see that he's actually he's trending in the right direction. I don't think he's going to nab the eighth spot or anything like that, but seeing as he's signed on for a second year with the Raptors, this is meaningful. And another year with the Raptors for development or whatever it ends up looking like for him, good for him. I'm very happy to see that he's finding success. And, you know, he had a good close to the game. So fun game to watch. The Raptors just kept steamrolling, got to 150, which is insane. It's absolute madness. And they, you know, they did their thing. They swept the nets. Well done. The Reggie Evans Award, I have to give it to Serge because the hallmark of a Reggie Evans game is a dominant glass performance. And 15 rebounds in 19 minutes is, I'll use the term for maybe the 18th time on this this episode of the podcast, but it's absolute madness. That's way too much. You should not be able to collect that many rebounds in that short an amount of time. He was also really helpful as a rotating big uh, towards the rim on defense. He did his thing and absolutely smashed the Nets, you know, primary front line and secondary front line. He just, he had his way and it was a really fun game. No villain. So the Mitchell Robinson slash Rodion's Kurok's award, no villain tonight because, you know, Chris Yoza, I it was not intentional and I it wasn't a villainous act. It was just super unlucky they collided and you know that's you know that's the game the game is the game poor Kyle Lowry I hope he's better but yeah and just seeing this now just in case anybody's wondering the Raptors play the Celtics Thursday I don't know what time Thursday let me see if I can find it let me see if I can find it okay upon further review the times are not yet released but the series looks like August 27th game one the 29th is Game 2, Game 3, the 31st, Game 4, September 2nd, Game 5, if necessary, September 4th, Game 6, if necessary, the 6th, Game 7, if necessary, the 8th. So, a little bit of info for you, and I hope that's uh, I hope that's worthwhile. The top quick reaction comment is actually somebody referencing a tweet from Josiah Johnson, and uh, it is referencing his uh, distaste or dislike of how much Luka is shooting it. So, yes, the Raptors sweep the uh, the Nets, but maybe, well, definitely the biggest game of the day was Luka hit that mammoth step-back game-winning three versus the uh, Clippers. They came back down from 21. No Porzingis. Doncic had a an insane triple-double in which he had 43 points. He looks like a top-three player in the league. He looks like he is without a doubt, on Hall of Fame trajectory, if not a significant member of the Hall of Fame, you know, God willing that he stays healthy and all that stuff. But, man, the dude is an incredible basketball player. So he has captured the world's attention for basketball. But thank you. Uh, that That's it for me. I'm glad you enjoyed it, if you did. And if you didn't, I'm sorry. But I hope you enjoy the next one, provided you still listen. But whether you're getting into this in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day, and goodbye.